This Geeks with Kids episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekswithkids. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And that, Mercury, is why you should never, ever watch WWE Wrestling. Oh, hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, It's Geeks with Kids, your number one conversational podcast that talks about all things parenty and geeky. I'm your host this week, Aaron, and things have happened again. I was supposed to schedule a podcast recording this uh, week, uh, earlier on the weekend, and poor little figs got very, very cranky one night and I had to do the ser- uh, solo parenting uh, act and I fell asleep with her at one point. And by the time I woke up, I was like, yeah, I'm in no shape to record a podcast. And it looks like everybody is swamped this week as well. Eric uh, has been busy. Spears has been busy. Mark has been busy. James has been busy. Everybody's busy. I've been busy. So I'm going to take this time right now and knock out this podcast for everybody so that you know that we are still here and we're still alive and kicking. Uh, Sarah and I have been uh, running around uh, looking at car seats because we have to upgrade figs to her next car seat uh, in the next couple of months. And I didn't know how daunting that could be sometimes, trying to find just not, you know, like trying to find the right fit trying to find the right color, the right dimensions and everything. And thank goodness for Sarah, because she's done a lot of this legwork. I just had to basically push the button and say, let's pick that one. But uh, yeah, she's been knocking herself out trying to pick the right car seat and trying to decide on what kind of configuration we want to use, because that's also a big deal too, because you have to think about the future. Where are you going to put the kids? Where are you going to line all the seats up? in your vehicle and everything. What color do you want? Because you don't necessarily want to go with the big bright orange one that's going to fade and look like a 1970s sofa after a little while. You want something that looks like it's going to last and not necessarily wear out. So we've been uh, looking into that and just any kind of giant purchase like this. I'm always baffled at how difficult it can be for parents. Even picking out bedroom furniture was uh, a challenge in just making sure that whatever we do, get them that it's going to last and that it could potentially be something that, you know, they take when they when they leave uh, with them, which we don't necessarily want to think about right now because they're still so young. We don't want the kids to grow up and go anywhere. Um, but uh, this week was a very special, uh, special day. It was Pancake uh, Tuesday this week. So Mercury was just loving the pancakes. Uh, he got lots of pancakes uh, this week. Uh, He had a visit to one of the grandparents and got lots of pancakes. And then Pancake Tuesday rolled around and he got lots of pancakes. And I was hoping James would be on uh, this week's podcast because I still want him to do food podcasts. I still want him to do all kinds of stuff like that because if um, you've ever seen James on uh, the Facebook, he punches out all kinds of like food recipes there was a like a monster burger one with cheese and bacon the other day that he uh that he pushed but i wanted to see if he would do some like pancake ones because i don't know about you but i love stuffing pancakes 
Sarah's not a big fan of it. She likes just like regular pancakes, butter, syrup kind of thing. But me, whenever I was a kid, uh, my parents would always put stuff in pancakes. So I got the uh, apple pancakes with slices of apple in it. I got banana, got chocolate. But I'm always open to try new and amazing things. Uh, the one that I haven't tried out yet is bacon in a pancake. Now, I'm kind of torn on that because bacon in a pancake would be really, really fun to try because, well, bacon makes everything better. Like, I didn't think chocolate could be better until, you know, chocolate was wrapped around bacon and I tried some of that and it was amazing. But I kind of just like even like bacon on its own and to like put it into a pancake feels like eh, you're kind of defeating the purpose of the bacon that the bacon should kind of be separate sometimes. But then when you wrap things in bacon, again, just things make like bacon makes things better. You know, it's incredible how awesome bacon can be. So if you've got any like crazy pancake recipes, I would love to hear them. I'm always open to trying out new things. So yeah, fire them our way. All right, so moving on to geek, uh, geeky news uh, this week. Uh, Oscars just came and went, and what a fiasco that was at the end. If you didn't catch it, uh, uh, La La Land uh, thought that they had uh, the best picture nod, but then it uh, turned out, oops, our bad. It was actually Moonlight. So good for uh, Moonlight. Uh, I've heard nothing but awesome things about this movie, and I'm just waiting for it to come out on video or uh, just waiting for it to come out on Netflix or something like that so I can actually go and watch it because I heard it was amazing. Sarah went and saw La La Land. She said it was good. It uh, had, you know, it got you in the feels a couple of times, but, eh, you know, it was all right. It wasn't amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to, again, wait and check both of those movies out. But, oh, man, I heard about it on Facebook first about the faux pas, and then I went and I watched it uh, on my PVR, and just sitting there watching uh, the producers of La La Land go through their like their heartfelt speeches, it was so awkward and painful, because it's like, oh, when's it going to happen? When are they going to tell you? But I got to give it to the one producer who was like, sorry, there was a mistake, it's Moonlight, and he was the one that kind of like stepped up, and you know, made like kind of like made the announcement. So that, uh, you know, that had to hurt, but at the same time, good on him for doing that. That was uh, awesome. But if you go back and you look at like the game tape, uh, go back and review, you can tell Warren Beatty knew something was up. And it was it Faye Dunaway? It was there. She's like, nah, hand it over, hand it over. Just do it. Stop dragging it out here. No one needs suspense at the Oscars here. We're dying. It's past our bedtimes. Let's go. Just get her done. And you could, like, he should have just spoken up and just said, look, guys, I got the wrong envelope here and uh, had just done something. But you could tell that this was, you know, something that never, ever really truly happens at the Oscars because it's such a well-oiled machine that they really didn't know what to do in case of an emergency here. So thank goodness that was just the uh, wrong uh, wrong envelope and not like an emergency where they had to all get out of the building. It's like, how do we get out of here? Jimmy Kimmel, save us! Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, as far as Jimmy Kimmel, though, I thought he did an okay. Uh, I thought he did an okay job. Uh, I liked the little bit where he brought in the uh, the tour group uh, just to like walk by uh, all the stars there. I thought the uh, one guy at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the line was pretty funny. He was like bang on and uh it was really inter really entertaining to hear his uh 
his little reactions uh, there to meeting all those stars. But the one thing that really stuck out is a bit of a uh, uh, bit of a sore thumb, and I know that's a really uh, divided argument here amongst uh, some of my friends and some of the people that I know. Uh, Suicide Squad getting an Oscar award for uh, best uh, makeup and uh, hair design and stuff like that when you compare it to something like Star Trek Beyond. Now, I've only just seen uh, snippets and clips of Star Trek Beyond, but the makeup and the uh, design was pretty amazing. And when you put it side by side with Suicide Squad, it's like, okay, uh, what happened here? So I know Spears was very, uh, very bitter about the, the Suicide Squad win, and I kind of am too. But there are some people that have raised some really good points that, you know, these uh, artists that have been working on hair and uh, makeup design have put in a lot of uh, hours, have put in a lot of time working towards producing something uh, Oscar-worthy. And it's awesome that, you know, for their... Many many nominations. They got a nod finally and got to carry uh, got to carry the little statuette home. So good on them. I don't mean to bring it down, but on the grand scheme of things, when you look at Suicide Squad, it's like if this is the saving grace, then we might as well just let them have it because there was so much else going wrong with Suicide Squad, and it's like oh, just even thinking about it is making my throat hurt. But uh, continuing on with the uh, Oscar news. J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, just uh, came out the other day and said that Mark Hamill's performance in the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, which still a lot of people are debating, is it singular, is it plural? We're looking at foreign languages now to see if it's plural. That'd be totally cool with one or many. Uh, lots of Jedi, yeah, kind of cool. One Jedi, still awesome because Star Wars. Anyway, uh, J.J. Abrams comes out and says Hamill's uh, performance in The Last Jedi is going to get him an Oscar for sure, or is, like, Oscar-worthy. And I was like, wow, that would be amazing to see Mark Hamill walk on stage for Luke Skywalker and uh, take home an Oscar trophy for that. Dude's been grinding it out forever and in terms of like an all-around performer he is amazing uh voice acting in uh, the batman animated series has always been one of my favorite uh, mark hamill roles seeing him as luke skywalker that's who i wanted to be when i was a little kid i just wanted to be luke skywalker because i thought he was the money um or some other uh, notable roles oh yeah trickster in uh, the flash tv series I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's just the Joker again. It's like, ah, it's a little bit different than uh, the Joker. He's, uh, he's a lot more Riddler uh, with a little touch of Joker, uh, I would say. Uh, voice acting, I forgot. He, uh, until I like put out the article on Adventure Games, uh, he was the voice of the villain in the Full Throttle Adventure Game, and you can hear a little bit of that Joker tone come out in it. But uh, it was so good, too. And uh, I'm even thinking back years ago, I think there was a bad American version of the Giver based on the anime from Japan, which kind of uh, was kind of a uh, big deal back in the 80s and even a little bit of the 90s there. But he played uh, he played a character in the live action uh, version of it. I think it was a cop or something like that. So dude's been grinding it out and he's been doing such a great job, and he's kind of come full circle like William Shatner now, where he's Mark Hamill the character, not just Mark Hamill the individual. 
Like, William Shatner became William Shatner, the character, uh, uh, I think pretty much uh, from that uh, Saturday Night Live uh, sketch that he did where he was putting down all the people for coming to Comic-Cons and, like, get a life, get out of the basement, you know, kind of idea. And I can see Mark Hamill doing that now, too, especially with his uh, uh, Joker Trump uh, Trump tweets and things like that. He's definitely Mark Hamill the persona now, not just Mark Hamill the individual. And I love that. And that just goes to show that he's, you know, he's good. He's that awesome with uh, what he does and just kind of owning that he is this, uh, <laughs> this person, which is so good. And to see him... Uh, uh, come back on uh, one last time as, uh, well, maybe one last time, uh, one more time as Luke Skywalker is going to be amazing. Yeah, but if he's going to get the Oscar nod, oh, this could be, this could be it. This could be the swan song. This could be, you know, Luke Skywalker's uh, fall, so to speak. And doing so would basically make episode eight, The Empire Strikes Back of this new trilogy. All right. So... Going along with uh, other Oscar ideas, I kind of had the idea, is there anybody else out there in sci-fi fantasy, in the sci-fi fantasy realm that really should deserve an, uh, uh, deserve an Oscar award? Now, typically the Oscars are not, uh, are not the award ceremony for science fiction movies, fantasy movies. Yeah, Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Got uh, got the Oscars uh, a few years ago. They uh, they did pretty well, but I feel that that was like, geez, man, this Peter Jackson guy did like three movies here that are pretty epic in scope and everything. So maybe we should uh, give him a you know give him a nod and uh, give him the trophy as a result. So uh, so I was going through it and I was starting to think about well, who would be some uh, that probably could uh, churn out an Oscar award. Um, Robert Downey Jr. I could see maybe down the line as Iron Man, especially as Avengers uh, Infinity War starts to come around and is in production now, because that could be um, the last uh, Tony Stark Iron Man uh, movie that we see, potentially. Uh, probably be back for an Iron Man 4, but if this is going to be his last, uh, his last uh, turn as Iron Man here, uh, hopefully they'll up his game a little bit and... Uh, delve into his character uh, a lot more and see that full circle redemption uh, come around that started uh, years ago with Iron Man. Another one I would say would be Hugh Jackman, 17 years as Wolverine. That's pretty sweet. So especially after seeing that uh, Logan has scored so well on Rotten Tomatoes uh, based on the early previews, this could be uh, this could be a good uh, another opportunity for a science fiction character uh, for Hugh Jackman to come by and uh, grab another Oscar trophy or grab an Oscar trophy. Let's see, who else do I have here? Uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool was uh, really sweet. But I'm going to wait until Deadpool 2 comes around and see how that performance turns out before saying, yeah, he totally deserves one. But uh, the one person that I kept coming back to in my mind that should have an Oscar, that should get recognized at some point, Carrie Fisher. So... She's done an amazing body of, uh, she's had an amazing body of work, uh, throughout the years and started out, uh, started out in the shadow of her mother and has basically, has risen to fame on her own here. And she's, and she did so well. And to come back, uh, one last time for Star Wars and then, uh, shortly thereafter, not long after, passes away. It's like, you know what? Maybe the, 
maybe the Academy will recognize her body of work someday, will recognize her and, uh, you know, bestow a trophy, bestow an award upon her and, you know, say, like, job well done. Um, and then I started thinking about, well, what should be some uh, maybe awards or other things that should be up for some sort of award, either at the Oscars or some other uh, award ceremony, you know, even the MTV movie, uh, movie awards, I'll take it. Um, but some of the things that I've been watching, uh, recently that, uh, you know, it could be award worthy, uh, the, uh, TV series, uh, Black Mirror, uh, Sarah and I've been watching that on Netflix and that show is messed up. We just got through the first season and wow, it's a heavy, heavy twilight zone meets modern era where a lot of the stories are not far fetched. Like this is speculative speculative fiction at its best because it's not entirely out of the realm of reality we're not necessarily in in the first season at least anyway we're not necessarily in space but we are in a reality where the problems where the scenarios that are being set up are not that far off uh the last episode we just watched was uh one where people have a little implant in their heads that basically records everything that they see 24/7. As much as that is wow, that's pretty uh pretty far out or far out or far off like far out. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's pretty out there to have like a device implanted that records everything. But when Sarah and I stopped and thought about it, we're like we're pretty much doing that already anyway with our phones, our webcams, uh, Instagram, social media, everything we're still recording anyway. And all the problems that arose out of having embedded technology in your head was just making us think, oh, these people are awful. Who would do this to themselves? And yeah, I can, I can just like probably like flip on Instagram and be like, oh yeah, here's a bunch of people that would just jump at the chance at having this technology embedded in their head. And it's frightening. It is technologically frightening as to how close to reality uh, this uh, this TV show is. So we're going to uh, continue on through seasons two and three. And again, heard nothing but awesome things about it. A, sci- uh, a fantasy slash science fiction, what I think it's more in the realm of science fiction, uh, show that should get a get a nod for a bunch of awards. Uh, should look into it because it probably already has because it's been around for a little bit is uh dirk gently and uh, his holistic detective agency again we just started watching it on uh, the netflix and that was a funny show uh max landis uh producing and directing so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome character uh character study because that's what max landis does if you haven't had a chance to uh read it read his uh superman uh miniseries american alien it is so good his uh take on lex luthor i think was one of the best takes on lex luthor that i have read in a long time he was such a monster and such oh so evil it's like that's what lex luthor should be shouldn't be like this uh, manic, over-the-top, <laughs> you know, billionaire kid. It's, oh, oh, yes. Go and read it. It's amazing. And even his take on Superman, uh, amazing as well, especially in this political era, this political environment. It makes so much 
sense. Like, he's got his finger on the pulse of the world through Superman. It's so good. Uh, but Dirk Gently, yeah, great TV show, funny as anything. Uh, when you take a look that it was inspired by Douglas Adams, you can feel some of the Douglas Adams coming out in the dialogue and in some of the characters themselves. And the acting is tremendous. It is spot on. It feels like the chemistry between all of these characters is perfect and awkward and amazing and silly. And the uh, cliffhanger for the first season, I'm not going to spoil it, is excellent. Like, I'm looking forward to season two now. Uh, just a best comic book movie. Uh, not, of course, Deadpool. It was so good. But there are so many other overlooked movies. Like, I was surprised that uh, Kubo and the Two Strings uh, didn't win for best uh, animated uh, movie. Uh, Zootopia, all right. It was okay. It was good. It was all right. But um, I think there were better things out there than uh, Zootopia this year. So, but what do you think? Uh, what did you think about the Oscars? What were uh, some of your surprising uh, moments or things that you were surprised at uh, uh, this year? Uh, did some of your picks make it? Were there ones that you thought were totally overlooked? Who were some uh, other movies that were totally not nominated that should have been included in the list there? Uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, Mark Hamill's got the, got the chops to earn an Oscar, uh, Oscar award next year? Let us know. So if you want to find out uh, more, drop us a line or contribute to the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. You can go to www.geekswithkids.ca. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. Uh, so you can search us out by uh, typing in uh, Geeks With Kids uh, podcast. We're on Twitter at Geeks With Kids CN. You can also find us on iTunes. Seek us out on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and yeah, just drop our name into the old Google search bar and a lot of fun stuff will come out. And that is it for this week's episode of Geeks with uh, Kids. Hopefully we're going to return to the uh, original format uh, next week if uh, if I don't fall asleep again. And yeah, Mark's totally going to ride me on this one. <laughs> Last week he was like, dude, what's the matter? Were you just too scared to have me on because you know how awesome I am? Uh, no, but yeah, he would destroy me in a, uh, in a Joss Whedon uh, debate. And that kind of scares me too. But you know what? We got to embrace change we got to be open to new ideas. So, anyway, I'm Aaron, and this has been uh, Geeks with Kids. Majram, ladies and gentlemen. See ya. <laughs>